0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. And we're going to talk about speaking in tongues today. You know, a lot of people uh, have questions about that. And we're going to touch touch on that subject today, speaking in tongues. But before we get started, we're going to open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day you've given us, another day of life health and strength, food, clothing, shelter, mercy, and grace. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and and what you've done and what you're going to do in our lives. And uh, we just thank you for everything already. These things, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, we're going to talk about uh, speaking in tongues. You know, a lot of um, Christians today, you know, they are really um what's the word a passionate about speaking in tongues you know they uh you know you could be talking to somebody and they when they realize that you are Christian they get excited and they happy that, hey I'm a Christian too then, what church you go to and then when you say a church like a baptist church or you know a non denominational church or some church that's that's known for not speaking in tongues then they would be like well why won't you go to a full gospel church how come you don't go to a church where you can get it all, you know, <clears throat> and me personally, you know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and I got to the point to where I wanted to find a church that didn't do all of that because I just never found it to be beneficial. And I, you know, some people might say, Oh, you shouldn't have said that, but you know, that's just really true. That's just really mm-hmm. how I feel. And, um, and of course, you know, people can, you know, take it to another level and and make turn it into something that it really shouldn't be. You know, uh, a speaking in tongues competition. You know, a person across the church speaking in tongues, then another person have to get louder and do it too. And, you know, and then it becomes a big ordeal and, you know, a bunch of people looking around in confusion. And I'd just rather not, you know, be a part of all that myself. But, um, yeah, I just think me personally, I would rather go to a church and just hear some preaching and some mm-hmm. singing and some praise and worship, and, and that's about it. You know, I can do without the uh, the speaking in tongues part of the service. You have anything to add to that?
1: I wanted to know, you said that when you was growing up, you didn't find it beneficial. Oh, yeah, I, I did So why, did, why didn't why did you find it beneficial?
0: Well, because um, I just felt like it was a distraction. Yeah. Primarily. People would speak in tongues, like I can remember a time where a person spoke in tongues, you know, for about a minute, and the church was totally silent and this person was speaking in tongues, and then when uh, that person stopped, it was a silence.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Nobody interpreted, nobody translated, you know, so according to Paul, he says there need to be uh, an interpreter, somebody to translate what was said. You know, and uh, speaking of the apostle Paul, you know, when you, you talk about speaking in tongues, you, you, you have to, you know, think about first Corinthians chapter 14 and of course the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two. And um, so when I look at that, especially in Acts chapter two, it seemed like the speaking in tongues was uh, a situation where the Holy Ghost came upon a group of people and they were able to speak another language that other people understood
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were marveled and they were amazed and they were astonished that these uh, people that were speaking in tongues were able to speak in their language. And they was wondering how could, how, how could that be? So it was a miracle, you know, and I, I imagine that was wonderful, you know, and, uh, and, uh, the apostle Paul talks about <laughs> that in, um, in 1 fir- first Corinthians chapter fourteen, you know, I believe in um, what is it? First Corinthians chapter um, fourteen. He uh, talks about uh, tongues being for a sign to the unbelievers, you know, and I think that's what he was pointing at. You know, if you could, if the Holy Ghost come upon you, and let's say you in another country, and you've never spoke their language, and the Holy Ghost come upon you, now you're speak speaking their language, and you're able to minister to them in their language, you know, that's that's great, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm not talking about that, you know? And um, I'ma uh, touch on a few things Apostle Paul said in First um, Corinthians chapter 14. Um, I'ma jump down to verse, um, let me see here, verse 22 he says wherefore tongues are for a sign not to them that believe but to them that believe not so he's kind of like talking about the day of Pentecost those, pe- those unbelievers that heard those Jews speaking in their language you know they was they was shocked and that got their attention mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty sure and a lot of them probably got saved because of it but he says it's, it's uh, for a sign and then um Let's look at uh verse twenty three. He says uh now this is kinda like what I was talking about earlier in um and I was younger at the church when the person spoke in tongues and then nobody said anything. And you know, he said verse twenty three he says, Therefore the whole church become together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers. He says, will they not say that ye are mad? Mm -hmm. You know, he he said, those people think you're crazy. They probably turn around and leave, you Mm -hmm. know, because there's no edification there. And that's what he's talking about in this chapter. He's talking about when you go to church, you go to church to be edified, to be built up, to, you know, know, to receive from the Lord. And he's basically saying you can't receive from the Lord if you don't understand what's being said. Right. So he he says he would rather for you prophesy than to speak in tongues. And then I believe it down to verse twenty seven he goes on to say, you know, if somebody's gonna speak in an unknown tongue, do it, you know, with two or at the most three people and let there be an interpreter. In other words, it's not for church service. It's just not. You know, he says, uh, you know, if you, wanna, if you wanna build yourself up, if you wanna edify just yourself, then do it on your own time. Mm-hmm. You know, it don't need to be, you know, a part of the church service and then people's looking around and and know, oh, I, I remember several times people were speaking tongues and then there'd be this dead silence and then everybody's looking around, waiting for the, for the translation to come. And like I said, one time it didn't come, but then one time it came, and the person that was speaking in tongues for about a minute, when the translation came, the translation was about five seconds. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, she said all of that just for that, that, you know, and it was something simple. Behold. (coughs) (laughs) Behold, I am God. I am all seeing and all knowing. Hear my, you know, and it's just like, wow, couldn't the pastor just say that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And... (laughs) but i i don't really you know i personally really don't have a lot of patience for it anymore yeah. and then you know cuz you you know people are always going to run with something and and take it somewhere where it shouldn't go and um and i just i just don't what do you think about cuz uh well what do you think about that
1: i don't um too much understand it yeah. i never really got the purpose of it and it still confused me sometimes cuz then they'll say okay well th- we speak in tongues because you don't want satan to know what you're saying yeah. and you'll miss your blessings and stuff like that he could take your blessings away mm-hmm. and i just really never understood it yeah, that's would, a
0: good point you know? though i mean i think that's why apostle paul teaches in you know in first Corinthians chapter 14 that it edifies just you mm-hmm. you know if you speak in tongues you're the only one being edified and not the whole church so basically do it on your own time mm-hmm. you know and um but i just i i think that you know like i said a lot of people are passionate about you know those kind of uh, churches where they speak in tongues and that and they feel like everybody else is uh, missing out and uh but i didn't i didn't really see a lot of benefit yeah. from it growing up i just didn't and um but um, yeah um I just wanted to talk about that today.
1: I got one more question and Mm -hmm. I'm not being disrespectful Mm -hmm. to anybody or the churches or anything. I just felt like a lot of times it was just like for show and absolutely I, you know, no disrespect to anybody or anything like that, but that's what I I mean. It was just like for show. That's exactly
0: what I mean. A lot of you're going to have always those people who's going to take it another level and take it somewhere it shouldn't go, right? you know, and, 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 and going to, you know, it's it's going to be for show. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh you have the day of Pentecost uh where you know the, the the Holy Spirit came down and uh and rested on those people and they spoke in tongues and I, I imagine that was great. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was wonderful and it was fresh and it was something new and it was real. But I don't know if it's so real no more today. The way the way it's you present it today right. you know but uh um that's just my opinion i'm i'm sure uh some people are not going to like what we are saying but that's what the, this podcast is about it's about talking about you know the tough subjects talking about things and and not uh <clears throat> trying to hurt nobody's feelings but the whole purpose is iron sharpens iron if we can if we can Talk about things and get somewhere and grow behind it. Mm-hmm. Then that's great. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, was going to mention today. Um, you know, on my job, I listen to Christian radio a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of ministries talk about the end times, and um, and all of them. I, I, you know, usually want to say something like nine times, nine out of ten. Are are most, but no, all of them, all of them, tend to uh, teach that pre-tribulation rapture, and I really believe that that is one of the biggest misleading teachings out there right now, and um, <clears throat> and I think that I'm not gonna name no names, but I believe one of them feels what I'm feeling because I heard him teaching on it and he was getting really mad and angry because I feel like he feels the 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 possibility that he's been misleading people about this and but but you know when when you teach a lot of things and you put a lot of time and money you make CDs, you write books, DVDs and and you teach something, and it's going to be really hard for you to say, "Hey, I might have got it wrong."
1: But that's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to
0: do. You know,
1: cause and, you're teaching the people. You should do you. T- right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's the right thing to do. That basically is.
0: And um, I can uh I can remember two uh preachers to teach a post tribulation rapture, and one was Irving Baxter, and 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 he passed from COVID. And uh, and um, what uh, Pat Robinson, Pat Robinson, yeah, and uh, but other than that, most of them teach a pre tribulation rapture and they get really angry when people say something otherwise. And I think that anger reflects uh, the, the idea that they don't want to be wrong because mm. they, they have spent too much on teaching the pre tribulation way, but. <laughs> This is why I believe in the post-tribulation rapture. John chapter 6, verses 39, uh, 40. No, 39, 40, 44, and 54. John chapter 6, verses 39 and 40, 44 and 54. Jesus says it four times. He says it four times. He says, all them that belong to him, he's going to gather again unto himself at the last day. Not seven years before, but at mm-hmm. the last day. <clears throat> and then um, you know, Matthew chapter twenty-four, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus says the sun would be darkened and the moon would not give her light, and the stars of heaven would fall. And then he will send his angels to gather his elect from the four winds of the earth, north, south, east and west. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the sound of the last trump you know so it's it's not a seven year prior event it's it's at the last mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and because the book of revelations is not written in order of time and people don't realize that people think that it must take place first but revelation is not in order of time mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know like uh uh give you an example Revelations chapter 19 uh, verses 1 through 10 is the end of the story. And then verses 11 to the end of the chapter is the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Right. I didn't
1: understand Revelations <laughs> at first until you told me that. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And it does that several times in that in that book, you know, chapter 14, chapter 8 uh it, it, it jumps around in time and it's not in order of time like people think most books would be, mm-hmm. you know. So I just wanted to, you know, tell everybody I can to reconsider the pre tribulation teaching because when everything starts unfolding, if I'm right, then there's gonna be a whole lot of unprepared Christians mm-hmm. out there in the middle of the Great Tribulation. Yep. <laughs> So I just wanted to put that out there. The rapture of the church take place, takes place at the last day. OK, uh, we talked about tongues and we talked about the rapture. If you have any questions to comment and you want to weigh in and uh, we would love to hear from you, whether you agree with us or not. We would love to hear from you because iron sharpeneth iron and, and uh, we can all grow together. Uh, you can contact us at MouthSwordMinistries at gmail.com. That's MouthSwordMinistries at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Okay, did you have anything else to add to that? Okay, well, we're going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. Once again, you've given us. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, your loving kindness, uh, your provisions. We just thank you for everything you've done. And um, we just ask, Lord, that you begin to raise up people, dedicated people, uh, committed people to address the homeless issue out there. There's so many people out there hurting, um, homeless, no place to go, you know, discouraged, suicidal. And um, those people need to be ministered to in an effective way. And we just ask that you raise up people to address that crisis. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We give you praise always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen.
1: Amen.